The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Recapping week nine, and I am proud to say, proud as hell to say, that I am one for two so far on Game of the Week. And that's really all we could ask for. Let's hope I go two for three. Cowboys-Eagles lived up to the hype. This great game came down to just a few yards at the very end. And uh, a fairly exciting day of football with C.J. Stroud as the headliner. Welcome to the show, everybody. Recapping Sunday's action here. Getting ready for Sunday Night Football. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, Dave Richard. And C.J. Stroud was started in 48% of leagues. He scored 51.8 fantasy points. Holy cow. That's where we will begin. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the surging Rashad White versus the disappointing DeAndre Swift. Devontae Adams with another stinker. Basically, the backup quarterbacks didn't really come through for the wide receivers today, did they? We're going to talk about Jahan Dotson, though. Deshaun Watson's return, which was successful. Aaron Jones, is he back to being a must-start guy? But first... Heath, you're really happy about that. I know you're a big Stroud guy. So he throws for 470 yards and five touchdowns. Booyah! He was fantastic. And almost everybody who you might have considered starting around him was fantastic. In fact, one guy we didn't, Noah Brown, was fantastic. Tank Dell, amazing. Nico got in the end zone. Dalton Schultz, dump off King. It was, um, it was just... And they kind of tried a little bit early in the game. They were running on early downs and they finally just kind of went away from it and started throwing some shorter stuff. And then they went over the top. It was beautiful. He's you, you, you almost have to hope that they've realized now what the identity of their team is and what it should be. And enough of this run game. Like it, it, it's not like, Oh, Damian Pierce is out. That's why they couldn't run the ball. They can't run the ball. That's the sentence. And so if they roll with CJ Stroud moving forward, this can continue, and we could have some really great games from multiple Texans players the rest of the season. One, one of the believe it or not that was going to do, and then Adam said we we're opening the show with CJ Stroud, so I don't get to talk about him later. Uh, CJ Stroud is a top five dynasty quarterback. Um, I, I've had him between five and seven for the last month. I just dropped him to seven um, because Burrow was back at one hundred percent and better for this year, but. I mean, he's five, four or five years younger than all the, these other guys right. and putting up these kind of numbers at 22 years old. Tell me a couple of quarterbacks you have ahead of him in your dynasty rankings and then maybe like three behind. 
It's Justin Her- Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite. I, I can't do it off of one. Oh, game. Tua, Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. Behind him. No, yeah, Lawrence is behind Tua. No, but Lawrence those Stroud. guys are behind Stroud. Stroud, correct? Yeah. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. But, but they were behind Stroud before this game. Mm-hmm. Still aggressive. How many rookies have had a 51 or you know anything close to this? I mean, how many football players have? It's rare. You don't see this. Anymore. I know. And it's, but it's and it's not just one game. Like he started off his career with a stretch as good as Trevor Lawrence has ever had. I don't know if that's true. He had three straight not, games with twenty-five points, basically, right between twenty-four and no points interceptions. Uh, yeah, but it just in terms of fantasy points, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's true. It was about it was about seventy-six points over three games. Um, yeah, it was impressive. He then, was, he, then he had three kind of not great games in a row: sixteen point two, eighteen point two, twelve point nine points, and now right. he comes back with this. Dave, let's just talk about the immediate future for him. Uh, you look at his yeah. schedule; it's it's a mix of good and bad. So let's we won't get too deep into the weeds there. But is is C.J. Stroud a must start? Don't even think about sitting. It's not going to be that like that because I know people are going to have C.J. Stroud and someone else really good. So I know there's always going to be a decision. But do you consider him basically a must start guy? Well, but it's interesting because I'm sure there's people out there that have C.J. Stroud on the bench and they started Mahomes or Tua. There, there's people going to be who are out there that have those types of guys. I think it's the fantasy managers that had Stroud and Carr or Stroud and Minshew, and they made a mistake this week. And they're going to say next week, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. He's got a challenging matchup at Cincinnati next week. And if, if they just it, – it's going to come down to this. If they can't run the football, you know what the upside is. And there's potential for him to be very good. I, I, I kind of want to start him next week against Cincinnati as a low-end guy. And we're on the search, especially next week. Goodness gracious, with the teams that are on bye in week 10. I know Miami is. I know uh, Miami, Kansas Philadelphia, City Kansas City, and the Rams. Really brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna crack the top twelve full show. It's a matter of whether or not he can get like as high as seven or eight. It's gonna be a tough matchup against Cincinnati. But he, I, I, I can't stress this enough. He made some unbelievable throws today. This was not just about a favorable matchup. It turned out to be one. Uh, you you start guys against Tampa Bay from now on. Uh, Will Levis gets him in week 10, by the way. But I, I, I think that C.J. Stroud is just – he's got a hell of an arm. He's got great weapons. He finally connected again with Tank Dell. It's going to be hard to say, oh, yeah, he's going to stink against Cincinnati. Top six next week, top eight rest of the season. Thank you. I, I think um, Tampa Bay also lost I – mean, Tampa Bay was 21st against quarterbacks going in, and they lost Jamel Dean in the first half, one of their top corners. Um but okay, if like I, I I don't I mean that seems a little ambitious because I I do you think I think I'd rather have Dak Prescott than CJ Stroud. Sure, I I would not. CJ Stroud, I, I don't know. Does this Boy. bother you at all? Going into the game, he had the fourth lowest completion percentage in the NFL, and now he has the sixth lowest completion percentage in the NFL, and he's got I think seventy eight rushing yards and a touchdown. So yes, I am poking holes here. I get that. What's his? What's I his? Mean, all you have uh, to do is look at his last three games, and and you can start right. poking holes. What's his intended air yards per attempt look like? 
Give me, give me two seconds. Let, let's go on to our next topic. It and was I'll, terrible last week. It was very high this week. It was like 11 yards this week. Yes. For the season, because that I, would I, go I hand in hand with a low completion percentage. Yeah, yeah. But usually we don't like quarterbacks who don't run and have like the fifth lowest completion percentage, you know? But right. I, I understand. He's doing some great things. All right. Look, he's great. You have him. He's 92% rostered. I can't tell you to pick up C.J. Stroud. 48% started this week. That's going to go up. But Cincinnati's going to be a bigger challenge than, uh, than the Buccaneers were. So, Dave, if it's not C.J. Stroud, who's the biggest winner in Fantasy Week 9? I don't know if any of the guys that I'm going to tell you are the biggest winner in Fantasy Week 9. And honestly, it, it should probably be Josh Dobbs because of what he ended up doing. So I, I'm a bad person to ask. I have three winners. None of them are the biggest winner. But it might be a dude who didn't even play, and that's James Conner. Because that card the three Bob biggest winners, Adam. They, they were so bad. <laughs> Well, I took I one, one, two, one, two, and three. Yeah, who? The amazing part is I went after Dave and still got one, two, and three. Uh, Joshua yeah, Dobbs. I, I don't one. look at winners and losers the same way as you do. Uh, his his fantasy value changed. Who? Like he, he he's a he's now Joshua Dobbs did. Oh yeah, he was the best one for sure. Right. I just Keaton Mitchell, huge, huge, huge winner. Aaron Jones, twenty touches. He's back. Huge winner. Those three. Those are your three big winners of the week. Dobbs is definitely a big winner. I'm a little nervous to say Keaton Mitchell had a great game. I'm what does it mean going forward, Heath? He's a must roster player and he's currently rostered in like two percent of leagues. So sure. So he's going to be to add off waivers. We I don't know that he's a must roster player. He's in like a but, three-way split, and Gus Edwards is clearly the okay, goal listen, back. I'm not saying he's a must-start player. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 30 running back rest of season. I'm saying that guy with that speed and that offense is a must-roster player. You drop Zamir White and Joshua Kelly and okay, all those yes, yes. all those guys you've been holding uh, on to for upside. That doesn't make case, him a top three winner of the week, Heath. Top three? For sure. <laughs> you said you you once told me that you because you you're now saying you don't look at winners the same way I did. I tried to look at it the way that you do. You said winners are guys whose fantasy outlook significantly changed. That's, that's yeah. true. Keith Mitchell went from okay. not rostered. To must roster. It's I, enormous. I must roster is, feels a little strong. That's all. No, would, would I you, agree that he's a most roster. I disagree that he is a top three winner. <laughs> what are we even talking about? We're wasting time. Yes. Jam, bottom line is this. The Cardinals run game. The Cardinals offense was absolutely atrocious. You're never going to see Clayton Toon on a football field again unless it's in the <laughs> NFL. They didn't, they didn't even get inside the Browns 35-yard line the entire game. Like, forget about the goal line. Forget about inside the 10. Forget about the red zone. Cardinals couldn't do it. The next time we see James Conner play, it's going to be with Kyler Murray in the backfield, and this offense will be a lot different. The timing for him to come back is going to be great. And there isn't another running back that the Cardinals coaching staff that's healthy, or at least was healthy in this game, that they can feel good sharing the field with James Conner with. He's going to get a ton of work the rest of the way. He's an absolute winner. And James Conner is going to go right back to being an immediate starter with high confidence in fantasy. Your argument that Keaton Mitchell is not a top three winner is that James Conner is going to be an RB1 when he's healthy like he has been for the last two years. He's a winner today. <laughs> this is a good question, and I was going to ask this, but would you use your number one – would you use the number one waiver claim on Keaton Mitchell? Because I most certainly would not. The I, – I don't I don't know. I've not, I've not had the number one waiver claim in any league all year long. So, oh, Mr. Mr. Oh, wow. Wow, Heath. Wow. You know, also, I think there should be, uh, well, first of all, for this for Heath. 
Uh, but I also think I wish we need a mechanism. We use something called StreamYard to record. We need a mechanism to show who is highlighting comments. So when you see like someone pull up a comment, <laughs> like Heath sitting on a giant bag of helium tonight, it wasn't me. And me, Heath, and Schaefer are the only ones who could bring up comments. Um, I often bring up comments making fun of myself. Do you? Yeah, making I just of, did. Making fun of you or me? Me. Both um, of you. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't think I'd use it on Keaton Mitchell, but uh, hopefully you don't have it. No. Anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about we'll yeah. talk about those Ravens running backs when we get to the game. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, James Conner for Dave. The the combination of Kyler Murray and James Conner is uh, potentially elite. I mean, you you, you could be talking about um, a elite. Top. Yes. I I mean I have this. I have used the term really good. Elite feels like. Uh, well, example. I'll say I mean, this. they've both been top five at their position together. So that seems potentially elite. Two years ago, when when Chase Edmonds was on the team, there were a few games, there were like five or six games that Edmonds missed. One game, he, he played like one snap. In those games, the only running back who was better than James Conner was Jonathan Taylor. I want to say Conner averaged well over 20 fantasy points in those games, or maybe not, but, but about 20 or more fantasy points. So they have been elite in the past. Uh, hopefully he comes back and he's healthy, and hopefully Kyler is back next week. He has to be, or he's out for the season. They have to activate him. Uh, all right, um, what, what are we promoting tonight? Let's talk about Sportsline. Great stuff on Sportsline. You're going to hear a Beyond the Box Score episode tomorrow. Well, how about the Beyond the Box Score article from Jacob Gibbs? How about DFS content from Jamie? How about Beat the Waiver Wire from Heath? We've got stuff from Dave. We've got more from Heath and Dave, too. Promo code Richard if you want to support Dave. Promo code Heath if you want to support Heath. Use it on Sportsline. Get your first month for $1. And after that, it's only $9.99, I believe. So it's terrific value. And Sportsline is also a great, excuse me, a great gambling website. Amazing picks there. Uh, you will love it. Biggest losers. Heath, who's the biggest loser in week nine? I, I think you should probably ask Dave. Um, no, I would say the biggest loser this week was Roshan Johnson. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I uh, that. It's over. I, th- I think uh, it's very droppable. I'd rather not, but I think I'd have to, like if I'm going to choose between Keaton Mitchell and Roshan Johnson for one week to see what happens, I'd rather see what happens with Keaton Mitchell. Didn't take advantage of the Khalil Herbert injury in any way at all. Had fewer catches in this game than Darrington Evans. He's behind Deontay Foreman, and as soon as Khalil Herbert's back, he'll be behind him too. Someone's going to have to, I think someone's going to have to be inactive. And it was Foreman before the injury to Khalil Herbert. He was inactive weeks two through five. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yes, definitely Johnson is pretty droppable at this point. Dave, who's your biggest loser? The only thing I can think of with Johnson is that if the Bears go into future mode because they know they're not going anywhere this year, they're not competing for a playoff spot, do they see what they have in Roshan? But that might not happen for another couple of weeks. They do play Carolina in Week 10. If if Herbert isn't back, then maybe Roshan, maybe it's still worth holding on to. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you about Kyle Pitts anymore. I've tried defending him when when he's had some bad games. This was supposed to be the perfect storm for Kyle Pitts. Drake London out. Taylor Heineke throwing all over the place downfield, on the field. Instead, he was third in targets and receiving yards behind Janu Smith and Kaderil Hodge? What the hell? 
this isn't supposed to be what was supposed to happen to Kyle Pitts. I, I, how do you start this guy? Yeah. How do you feel good about starting him moving forward? I, I, I can't really do it. Um, except he plays Arizona next week. That sounds really good, but that might be another nine PPR point game. Could, could you make the case that he was a winner in dynasty? Why? So you can trade for him on the cheap when he ends up on a different team and they end up using him better. No, because they lost to his team starting Jaron Hall and playing a guy who hadn't taken the snap for him in practice. And the chances of him not having Arthur Smith coaching him next year are better. Much better. Yeah. The wheels that I think are going to are falling. I mean, think about the last two weeks. Will Levis lights them up for four touchdowns, and then Josh Dobbs comes Josh in Dobbs is three. and does this, and they choke. Yeah, it's just Arthur. I think we're all tired of Arthur Smith. In fact, Dave, I, I think maybe you picked the wrong Falcon here because Bijan Robinson is so damn frustrating. And they had three plays near the goal line. He didn't touch the ball. They ran a jet sweep to Jonu Smith, and he got stuffed. And people are really frustrated, and I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's it's annoying. Like, I don't know what to say about Bijan. If he can't if he can't be successful against the Arizona Cardinals next week, you know it's we know he can. My God, if he would get if he would get eighteen carries a game, he'd destroy the league. But they refuse to do it. So Arthur Smith is not good for fantasy. So he tries too hard to be unpredictable. The the difference between Pitts and Bijan is. Uh, it's two things. Number one, the investment that fantasy managers made in Bijan, you don't want to necessarily sit that. Number two, it's harder to replace a running back than it is a tight end. We come up with names to stream at tight end every single week. We're going to do it again this week. You can go ahead and pick up one of those names to start over pits if you want to. Much harder to say, start Keaton Mitchell, sit Bijan Robinson. I, I don't like it, things are terrible for Kyle Pitts. But it was like I don't know what my chances of streaming better than nine point six fantasy points at tight end are. Yeah, but can you, do you even expect that? that? I mean, could have picked up at any point in the last two or three weeks that were much better than him today. Ferguson, Taysom Hill. Well, those guys aren't available anymore. No, they're not anymore. But someone else will be. Luke Musgrave is going to be. Like, we've done, we've had a lot of streaming mistakes as well. We of course, but mistake is Kyle Pitts' middle name. Okay. If you have Taysom Hill and Kyle Pitts, if you have Ferguson and Kyle Pitts, are you sitting Kyle Pitts? Yes. Okay. Uh, We got some news and notes to get to here, so let's get to it. Daniel Jones may have torn his ACL. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the Giants are going to do at quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is on IR. Tommy DeVito. I think Matt Barkley would have a chance to win that job. Uh, I'll tell you what they're going to do at quarterback. They're going to try and draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um they're going to be bad, and I don't think anyone's going to be startable other than Barkley for them. Uh, Jaron Hall left in the first quarter. He was replaced by Josh Dobbs, who scored 28.9 fantasy points and is 30% rostered and gets the Saints, unfortunately, uh, next week. Uh, but then Denver and Chicago and then a bye. Dallas Goddard left in the third quarter with, I believe, a wrist injury. He is on a bye in week 10. Hopefully he can get healthy there. K.J. Osborne left in the second quarter. That was a scary hit. Thankfully, he got up and uh, hopefully is okay. Christian Watson left in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, with a variety of injuries, including a head injury. Josh Downs re-aggravated his knee injury, and he barely played. He left in the first half. Cam Akers left in the second half. Uh, Josh Palmer is on IR. If you still have time to pick up Quinton Johnston somehow, you should do it uh, because he hasn't played yet. DeAndre Swift fumbled twice. I, you know, I bring that up. He dominated uh, carries today. Kenneth Gamewell did score, but Swift had most of the carries. 
Uh, he fumbled twice. One of them wasn't really his fault. Both were recovered by Philadelphia. But uh, it's been a tough run for DeAndre Swift. They're going into their bye week. Uh, yeah, Cleveland left tackle Jedrick Wills was carted off. Yeah. That's a bad one. It looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Rams cornerback, Kobe Durant, left in the first half. The Eagles had three key injuries, but I, I think two of them are okay. Uh, but N'Kobe Dean left with a foot injury. And then on the last possession, Dar- Darius Slay and James Bradbury were hurt. I, I don't know if either came back in, but I think Bradbury okay. did. Okay. They, and Slay looked okay. And plus they have a bye week. Uh, I mentioned Tampa Bay cornerback Jamel Dean left in the first half. Giants cornerback Adoree Jackson left with a concussion. Miami offensive lineman Robert Jones was carted off. The Dolphins offensive line just cannot stay healthy. Houston, oh, how about Daria Gumbawale? He's a big winner today. Yes. What a hero. Man. Uh, Kaimi Fairbairn, Houston's kicker, he got hurt. Also, two safeties for the Texans left in this game. But Dario Gumbawali came in and handled kicks, and he kicked a field goal, that, like a huge field goal at the end of the game. It was amazing. My 14-year-old was so mad. I called him in. I told him what was going on. Dario was getting ready to kick off. He thought it was going to be awesome. And he gets kicked the touchback. <laughs> He's like, that was just like a regular kickoff. <laughs> this was going to be something special. Thanks I, for nothing, Dad. I think <laughs> the touchback was there was a penalty, right? Like he kicked it from a shorter oh, yeah. distance, right? Yeah. yeah, he had two touchbacks. Both of them were penalties. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, good for him, though. That was awesome. Um, Amari Cooper caught a touchdown. Amari Cooper had a good game, but he caught a touchdown off of a deflection. If you watch that play, I really think that ball was getting intercepted. I think there was a chance for a pick six on that play. The safety had that red so well. He was coming over. The ball gets tipped up in the air, ends up in Amari Cooper's hands for a touchdown. And I think we need to give some credit to Eric Bieniemy. A little hat tip here. Eric Bieniemy, the commander's 400 total yards in back-to-back games for the first time in three seasons. And they have a pretty fantasy-relevant offense, so good for them. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, a a quick look at the waiver wire, early look at the waiver wire, buy or sell, more, more winners and losers, and we recap the games after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, it's Sunday night. We thank you for being here. And uh, with uh, any waiver wire names you want to throw out? Keaton Mitchell, obviously. Anyone else? Let's see what we've got in our early waivers list. It's not a pretty list as of now. Luke Musgrave, Kate Otten had a huge game. Uh, I think it's a second straight game where he's been involved for Tampa yeah, Bay. We've I think, Dave, I think three him. in a row with six or more targets for Otten. Okay, so that's interesting. Noah Brown. It's two straight games for Noah Brown having a significant role for the Texans in the passing game. I don't think he'll ever go off for a game like this again the rest of his career, but could be a decent bi-week replacement wide receiver, bench guy. Uh, what's Demario Douglas's roster? Percentage? Like 35%. He, he needs to still be on the list. but Agreed. Yeah, he had, he had 10 and a half PPR points. Didn't get as many targets as I thought he'd have. Nope. He had a, I would say, 20-plus yard Almost catch. It was overturned yep. on replay. Uh, but he looked pretty good. Yeah, that, that was a... Yeah, and honestly, uh, Juju Juju had basically the same exact game as him, and Juju is 17% rostered. So if you're deep... Juju deep also play. had an uh, interception go through his hands, hit both of his hands over the middle, and go to a defender late in that game. So I 
we'll see what his involvement in the offense is after that next week. I think the biggest story of this week's waivers for a lot of people is going to be streamers. As we talked about, no Mahomes, no Tua, no Jalen Hurts, and those are the types of quarterbacks that if I drafted them, I didn't draft a QB two. And so this is the week that you kind of go for those. I, we'll see what Buffalo's defense looks like tonight, but I like Russell Wilson quite a bit if he's been dropped in your in your league this week. Okay, yeah, good call on that. And Let's see, Russell Wilson is 67% rostered. Baker Mayfield is 63% rostered. He gets Tennessee, who's actually giving up the eighth-fewest eighth fantasy points to quarterbacks. Will Levis is 59% rostered. He gets Tampa Bay, so that might be good. Gardner Minshew is yep. always, you know, possible that he can get you a good game. He's at New England. Um, there are some, yeah. Well, what's up? Excuse me, I have to sneeze. Bless you. Well, did Gino get dropped? Who? Gino might have been dropped in a few leagues. I think he's still rostered 84. in a ton of leagues. As he gets Washington, so it'll be, yeah, be a nice bounce back should, week for them. He should <laughs> erupt next week. That oh. should be a high-scoring game between those two teams. That should be a fun one. I hope so, because if he doesn't, then it's, the party's over. He's really not having a yeah. good year. Uh, all right, uh, buy or sell. Ready? Here we go. Buy or sell. You should buy low on Devontae Adams. No, seriously, you should. I had to make sure people didn't think I was kidding. You should buy low on Devontae Adams. Buy or sell. I'm, I'm willing to buy that. O'Connell only attempted 25 passes. He had seven targets in the game. It wasn't a good stat line, but... As O'Connell gets more comfortable and as the Raiders have tougher competition, I, I think it could work out for him. Tough matchup next week against the Jets, though. Um, yeah, I, if you can buy low enough, I'm not probably giving up more than like borderline number two wide receiver value for him. What I think about he's gonna- like top. 16. That's middle wide receiver, too. No, I, I, my expectation for him is probably 16 to 20. So I'm thinking like 24 ish. Okay. So if you had Tony Pollard and someone knocked on your door and offered Devontae Adams for Tony Pollard, you would, you would turn. I mean, I think we should probably both be banned from trading because we're probably out of the playoffs. (laughs) I definitely take Pollard. (laughs) I I don't have any very much hope for either one of them. I think Pollard had a touchdown called back today, right? He He did have a touchdown called back. He did. That's that old. Well, look. That'll get you some points in the future. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. uh, He's still, still by far, primary running back involved in the passing game. Um, It's true. Adams, I still think he's a buy low, but this was really disappointing. He should have had a good game here. Um, And I am worried about him next week against the Jets. But uh, would you trade Nico Collins for Devontae Adams? I think I'd rather have Adams. I would, too. Okay. Would you trade Tank Dell for Devontae Adams? Yeah. If I'm getting Adams, yes. So you'd rather have, I'd rather have Nico. Was I'm kind trading of my way of asking who you'd rather have, Nico or Tank Dell. <laughs> I'd rather have Nico. And uh, you know why? I think I, I'd rather have Nico, but th- there were things that were happening with Tank Dell late in the game that make me think maybe he could become the number one this, guy. That- something I noticed, and, and it was the opposite with Douglas. I don't think when they got on their last pressure drive, Douglas saw a target. It was Hunter Henry. It was Juju. It, w- it was mostly the veterans. There might have even been a deep shot to Rager. We can look on, into that. On C.J. Stroud's last yeah, it drive, was Tank Dell. it was Tank Dell, and it was spectacular place. All right, next up, buy or sell. Rashad White, who has four or more catches for 46 or more receiving yards in three straight games, is better than DeAndre Swift rest of season. And I will make it per game so you don't say, well, Swift has the bye and White doesn't. Um, 
per game, Rashad White is better than DeAndre Swift rest of season. Do not believe it. Mm, sorry, this is buy or sell. Oh, sell. <laughs> sell. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two completely totally different, different. different segments. <laughs> Dave, how about you? I'm tempted to buy it because the it, in PPR and non-PPR, I think it's easy to sell. But what Rashad White is doing in the passing game, he's been doing now for the two games prior to week number nine. I fully expect him to continue to get a lot of volume through the air because he's, he struggles to run. He, he didn't struggle to run today. But I think in upcoming matchups that he has, uh, Titans matchup I would think is still going to be a difficult one, if not that one. Then at San Francisco, that's going to be a, a, a grapefruit breaker. I think that you'll see White be used more in the passing game. And that just pads his floor. That gives him the opportunity to have a lot of 10 to 13 PPR point games. Did, did I think this is what grape- his role is. I think this is yeah, who he, he is. Did say that. I don't think he's getting replaced. What is we that? need to go back to the grapefruit breaker. Yeah, what is the grapefruit breaker? I didn't want to say something else. I don't even know a cantaloupe breaker. I don't no, even know, I know what exactly what it was. Oh, we're not talking about fruit here, Adam. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about touchdown there. Okay. Hey, Jamie, what's up? How are you guys? We're good, Pretty man. Good. A little loopy. Yeah, it's Sunday night, you know. Buy or sell. Deshaun Watson is a must-start quarterback rest of season. He has scored 22.7 or more points in three of four games this year, not counting the, that stupid game a few weeks ago. Deshaun Watson <laughs> is a must-start quarterback rest of season. Buy or sell? Sell. Sell. Also sell. Okay, great. Let's go to our winners and losers. Dave has James Conner as a winner. We talked about him. Jahan Dotson, 69% rostered. And he had four catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. He had a 33-yard touchdown catch and eight to 10 targets in three straight games now for Jahan Dotson. Um, so he's a winner, and David Njoku's a winner. Dave, let's go ahead and talk about those two guys. Njoku's easy to talk about. This was his best game with Deshaun Watson this year, the most targets he had, the second most yards. He scored his first touchdown from Deshaun Watson. And, and I think Heath is the one who brought it up. It might have been Jamie. I don't know. I get you guys confused all the time about him keeping that role as the number two guy in the passing offense. And, and maybe that is what's happening here. So I think you can feel good cementing Najoku in. Instead of a streamer, he's, a, he's a basically a must-start fantasy tight end. I think you can feel pretty good starting him over Kyle Pitts moving forward. And then with Dotson... I, I just I think about how he's been used the last couple of weeks, and it's exciting. It's different. The fact that they're connecting, Howell and, and Dotson are connecting, and how often will Washington be in low-scoring defensive battles? This this might be the closest they get this game against New England. Next week should be a shootout. The Giants maybe they don't need to score a ton of points, but they probably will. At Dallas will be a shootout on Thanksgiving. There, the the, the Commanders' defense isn't going to be very good. So it's going to force Sam Howell to keep putting the ball in the air. And Dotson's is 1B again, just like we planned. I hope I hope that Curtis Samuel's absence isn't the only reason Dotson's having a good stretch. I mean, like Byron Pringle, I think, had a good game today. So I, I don't think so, but I hope not. No. Well, was Samuel hurt three games ago when Dotson had eight targets? No. I don't know what no. the target share there that is. No, he wasn't. Three games ago. Uh, I know it was a crappy game for the commanders jamie um let me get your thoughts on heath's winners before heath's thoughts um well because Heath already gave his thoughts on two of them keaton mitchell and josh dobbs but aaron jones is the other one 
So, wow, was this encouraging. I mean, for him to get 20 carries and four catches, 73 yards and a touchdown on the ground, 26 yards receiving. Uh, he was started in 71% of leagues. Jamie, your thoughts on Aaron Jones? Yeah, you know, Dave said on uh, CBS Sports HQ this morning about what Matt LaFleur said, that they were going to turn him loose, and they clearly did. And so that was fun to see. Hopefully he's healthy and not having to deal with that hamstring injury anymore. Tough matchup going into week 10 when they got to face the Steelers. So I don't want to automatically say he's back as a number one running back, but clearly somebody that you could feel comfortable starting once again. So like the setup for him um, from where, where we're coming off of this game. Would you guys rather have Aaron Jones or DeAndre Swift? Swift. I think I'd lean Swift. Swift. But Better if, offense. If Jones is really just going to dominate, we got to see it again, I guess. But, I mean, he was usually the number two ball carrier. And he wasn't even close to that in this game. 20 carries. When was the last time Aaron Jones had 20 carries? That's worth Well, but also they had 38 rush attempts. That's probably not going to happen super regular. And how many they did- also played a you know JV offense today. Right. How many did Dylan have? Nine. Dylan had nine carries. Four for Emmanuel Wilson. Yeah. Um, all right, but it's exciting. It's good Emmanuel, stuff. Yeah. And there's still room for Jones to get more, too. He only played 57% of the snaps. Okay. Um, all right. I don't think we have to say anything else about Keaton Mitchell. And I'd like you to make note of my my name for you. I did that. Game for of the week, one and one. That's right. JB came yep. on talking all this trash this morning because my Chiefs Dolphins pick was was not a good one. Uh, but I don't think I'm ever going to go with a with an international game anymore. Like, they just I don't blame you. Too much sightseeing. Uh, too much. Huh. Jet lag. Does that mean you're not going to take Colts Patriots next week? <laughs> okay, I guess never say never. Uh, let's go to the losers here. Heath has Rashawn Johnson as a loser, but two that we haven't talked about. DK Metcalf, one catch for 50 yards on four targets, and Christian Watson. And your thoughts on Metcalf and Watson? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can dismiss some of the JSN targets. He had seven in this game as they happened later in the game, but Gino and DK were playing when this team was down 30 in the fourth quarter, so I don't know how much that actually matters. Tyler Lockett had twice as many targets. The third straight game where there's this this mis- disconnect between Gino and Metcalf where his completion percentage is so much better than everybody else. And I think, Adam, you highlighted earlier in the year how much deeper his average route, his route depth was, and they just cannot seem to get on the same page. I think you have to view him as a number three wide receiver until he shows he's anything more. And I, I understand completely if some people drop Christian Watson this week. We'll check on the injury, but yeah, but we were talking about dropping him in a 10 team league. Now we got to start talking about dropping him in a 12 team league, right? Watson. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, for sure. He, he's Not been terrible. He's Jordan love has been terrible and he left the game with chest back and head injuries. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's I, I, I have one team where like, I'm really in, in bye week hell this week and I'm, I'm, I'm Mahomes, my only quarterback. I'm dropping Watson. He's the only player that I, like, and I'm keeping JSN for example, mm. over him. Okay. What a shame. Uh, I will say one thing for Metcalf. You know, he's had a history. He cannot. He, he. This is why I don't think he's one of the best receivers. He's a good receiver, but he can't beat great corners. And Marlon Humphrey locked him down today. And I wish I'd given that more thought. I didn't really. Because from what I saw, there was a lot of shadowing there. I had that game on. I didn't watch every snap. But he just can't. That's why I liked him going into the year. Because somewhat. I mean, we all had him as a bust based just- on his ADP. But, Just keep in mind, they get Washington this week. Yeah, yeah, it should be good for him. Bounce but back. He hasn't had a good year. I mean, he's had very few good games. Um, all right. Uh, anyway, but yeah, forget it. It's a ramble. It's a rant. All right, Dave, your losers are Pitts and 
the Rams running backs. And one I don't agree with you on is Jalen Waddle. Come on, man. Be nice to Jalen Waddle. Well, I mean, he did get hurt today, so that's got something to do with it. But it's not the first time this year he's gotten hurt. And when the Dolphins come back from their bye, I think Devon A-Chan is going to be back. Remember what Waddle was like when A-Chan was hitting his stride. Remember what Waddle was like before A-Chan hit his stride. And it was Mostert that was doing a lot of damage in the ground game. Under 15 PPR points in each game to start the year. Under 13 PPR points in each of his first three. And the Dolphins need their run game back in a big way. I think what they got out of Mostert today was good. But they can get so much more when A-Chan's in there. And it'll force defenses to play them differently. But it'll take targets away from Jalen Waddell. He was a sell high last week. I think the window closed. As for the Rams running backs, they're on by next week. Then they do play at Arizona. And Kyron Williams cannot come back for that game. Is it worth holding on to Henderson or Freeman for two weeks knowing that you've got that one matchup? It depends, I think, on your roster construction. You're going to have to look ahead and see how badly you need a running back. But I don't know. If if you don't really need a running back, maybe you can trade one of those guys. But I I don't know if there are guys that you can feel good about starting outside of the fact that they're playing against Arizona in two weeks. Um, I have another topic I'd like to bring up here. Yeah, I think now's the time to do it. One of the big storylines going into the week was the wide receivers with backup quarterbacks. It was bad. Yeah, Ram- they were all terrible. <laughs> right? I mean, like it, across was, the board. it was bad. Um, was there one that got us 13 PPR points? Did Addison? What did Addison do? 5 for 50? No, he had 10.2. Did he have a two-point conversion? I think he may have had 12.2. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers had a rushing touchdown, yes. So he still had he he did. Still had, to answer the question. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but you know, what is this what does this mean going forward? We're hopeful to get Stafford back after the bye. But this was Tyler Murray next week. Yeah, true. Yeah. But this was Justin bad. Field this week. I don't see a two point conversion for Addison. No, okay. So I thought someone had one. Dobbs to Jackson. Fields is probably playing Thursday. Uh Kyler is playing next week. So there's two backups that are gone. Okay, that's good. Good. I, I do think that going forward, when I'm answering start sit questions about quarterback about wide receivers with backup quarterbacks who I think are going to be bad or are just complete unknowns, I'm going to be more negative. I'm going to be more cautious than I was this week. I, well, I, I we're wrong, wrong in week eight with Will Levis. Right, I was about to say. Um. Okay, but here's the thing: Tannehill was playing horribly. You know, like all that's all the instances that you're going to give me where the backup quarterback was good for the receiver, the the starter stunk, right? Like Andy Dalton was so much better than Bryce Young, and I said this this morning, so I'm sorry for repeating myself. You've heard it. Gardner Minshew, I think, better for wide receivers than Anthony Richardson, and Gardner Minshew, one of the better backup quarterbacks. But when we're talking about rookies or you know any unknown i'm just going to be more cautious going forward and sure i'm going to well, be wrong so sometimes but i'm going to be cautious it's mo- most likely josh dobbs is starting for the rest of the season for minnesota how are you going to view that not well i mean better than better than like jaron hall um but a, still a significant decline from kirk cousins cuz like we had 7 oh, games well that 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 goes without saying we had 8 games of dobbs and marquise brown and marquise brown was a lot worse than what he was Last year with Kyler. So, I mean, you know, that's... But Dobbs Dobbs is respectable. Dobbs can get his playmakers catches, but he's still a downgrade. And Heineke for the guys in Atlanta? 
Not a downgrade from Drake London. Not a downgrade. I would say an upgrade. I, I mean, I'm I don't sorry. Think I, was, he, I, said I don't think you can get open like Drake London at all. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Not a downgrade from Desmond Ritter. But, so, so we're about 50-50 with the backups then. I'm, I'm being clear. If, if I think that it is an obvious downgrade, I need to be more... I need to downgrade the wide receivers more. I shouldn't have re- recommended Puka. I don't really regret it with Cup because he's Cup. But I shouldn't have re- recommended Puka as much as I did today. That was a huge mistake from, yeah. from everyone. I mean, let's be real, right? We all missed. We all we, we did. We all missed. One. It was terrible. R- Rippin was horrible. Yeah. So, look, there, that's one of the frustrating things about uh, this job. It's, it's also kind of fun, but it's there are no rules. Like There are no... You can't just use the past to predict the future. You don't know. Right? So, it, of course, you're going to be wrong sometimes. But I'm going to be more cautious with these backup quarterbacks, even with great receivers going forward. I don't know how, if you guys have anything to add. Each week is different. Each situation is different. Yeah. We all do the best we possibly can. We're not trying to sabotage people's lineups. I am. We're not trying to talk up <laughs> players. We're, we're, we're trying to sabotage yours when we trade with you. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're, we're all trying to do our best. We, we all genuinely, I say this to people all the time. We all genuinely love helping people win at fantasy. We love getting the tweets and the emails at the end of the year. And when we get bad ones, I got called an ass clown today where someone used <laughs> the clown emoji because they're so clever. And it sucks. I hate being called an ass clown, but that comes with the territory. That's just part of the game. What did you do to get called that? I told him to start. Uh, I think he, I think he started Gardner Minshew over CJ Stroud. Oh, that's <laughs> was that bad? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. And uh, Jamie, you need to change your uh, you need to change your name on the bottom. Yeah, I was thinking that it's it's two and one. It's doing well. Um, I will take a break. Yeah, thanks. Seriously. Um, real quick, going through the goal line stuff. Uh, I don't really think there was much except Aaron Jones was in and got the goal line work. Of course, Tyler Algier got the goal line work. Of course, Taysom Hill is crushing fantasy values by the minute. Um, almost touchdowns. Justin Watson, TJ Hawkinson was wide open in the end zone, and Jaron Hall missed him. Alvin Kamara got tackled at the one. DeAndre Swift got tackled at the, at the one. And then neither of them scored. Uh, Mike Evans had a 53-yard catch. It was nearly a 54-yard touchdown, but it came back to the one-yard line. Rashad White scored two plays later. Uh, Dalton Schultz had an almost touchdown. Would have had an even bigger game. Uh, Tony Pollard had a two-yard touchdown run called back. And Jalen Hyatt for the Giants could have had two long touchdowns. But Daniel Jones, I mean, this probably won't get mentioned. He was really bad today uh, before. And obviously, we've... I feel terrible for the guy. I do. But he should have had Jalen Hyatt potentially on two deep touchdowns. He looked pretty rusty. All right, we'll take a break. Kansas City and Miami when we come back. Kansas City 21, Miami 14. I guess it got exciting toward the end. It was 21 nothing. And gosh, that safety on the Chiefs is fast. Cook, wow. I Like he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Woo. That's a great play. Uh, all right, Heath. You, you know, if you think about it, like the Chiefs probably lose. If that Tyreek doesn't fumble there. Quite there. possibly. Yeah. They were going yeah. for points. I don't think they like they weren't losing that game. They were so motivated, Heath, and so happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard on the just before the game started, they said that the Chiefs were so pissed off about last week's game. They they thought it was like the same as losing in the Super Bowl. That's how motivated they were. It's like, they're gonna have a good game here. Um they didn't really, but 
Yeah, defensively, obviously. All right, what do you got that for first Bob? drive, man? They look so awesome. Yeah, what do you got for believe it or not? Uh, I, this one came in from a listener. Believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes will not be a top five fantasy quarterback rest of season. I don't basically had one really great game. Yeah, I I could see him turning it on in in the second half and finishing third, fourth, or fifth. All right, so rest of season, Josh Allen's better. Joe Burrow's yep. better, probably. Jalen Hurts. Hurts Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So there's three. Jackson. I, don't, I think he can beat Lamar. I think he can beat Tua. Uh, oh, Justin Herbert could beat him. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> I think when the stats refresh in the in this morning in the morning, Stroud and Mahomes may be tied in terms of fantasy points per game. Fantasy points per game. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't shock me. A fifty a fifty burger will do that for you. But rest of the season, I think he could be fifth. Let's put it at five. Lamar versus Mahomes is really interesting because they're both playing really good football. They're just not getting the fantasy points. Like Lamar Jackson, with all these rushing touchdowns, I think Lamar Jackson's playing fantastic football. He's doing great. But it's not always translating. It's so similar to what's happened the last two years. Big game and then three bad games and then a huge game. So if I, you know, right now you have to decide. Mahomes versus Lamar. Who do you got? Mahomes. I think one that's interesting, if he's healthy, is Fields. If he's if he's right, yeah, maybe. Anything else from this game? Like, do you, uh, Mostert twelve ends up with a good stat line: twelve catches, eighty-five yards, and a touchdown. He's, his role in the passing would be a great day. What'd you say? There's twelve catches. Alvin Kamara would be like. I said Damn. twelve catches. Good God. <laughs> Who cares? We, we know what you meant. Well, but what I was going to say is his role in the passing game has pretty much disappeared. What kind of running back is Raheem Moser going to be when A-Chan gets back in fantasy? What do you think? I think he'll get about 12 carries, but I'm not sure if he'll get 85 yards and a touchdown on them. He might get 40, 50, 60 yards. Touchdown every other game. RB2? Depends. Are they playing a good team or a bad team? Yep. Uh... Play they have the bye. Jets twice they still, the so Raiders. they can play a bad team and be they bad, maybe. They, they have the Raiders when they come back from the bye. How many good teams do they even have left? Goodness gracious, their schedule. Dallas in week fifth, week 16, at Buffalo in week 17, or at Baltimore, my bad. Buffalo in the final game of the year at home. Oh, wow, 18, so they better, they better get some wins now because they're going 0-3. I wonder, I wonder if it's a uh, home road thing or good, bad thing, like good team, bad team thing. Because all their tough games have been away from yeah. Miami. Yeah. Um, and also, they finally, like, they're healthy now. They lost the lineman today, but they're healthy. And A-Chan is going to make a pretty big difference, I think. But we'll see. Um, I, uh, by the way, uh, Schaefer's taking Dobbs over Mahomes rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last word, Heath? Uh, I, I agree with that. All right, let's go to our next game. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you got a word on Pacheco. Huh? You're holding. Well, I mean, you're holding Rasheed Rice through the bye, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Try to. Saints twenty four, Bears seventeen. Taysom Hill and Cole Komet are both set it and forget it tight ends rest of the season. Yeah, I believe it. Komet. Yeah, I mean, be- especially you got Komet coming back. I mean, excuse me, you got uh, Fields coming back. Yep, that's why. So that's easy for Komet. And Taysom is just you, you. You ride the ebbs and flows. Is he kind of like routes? Gabe Davis at tight end? <laughs> He's like Gabe Davis at tight end. That's perfect. <laughs> you know how many routes he ran today? Last week he ran twelve. Did he run more or less this week? Fewer. More. More is correct. 
13 yeah. route. That's right. 13 routes. But the dude's six points at minimum each week scores a touchdown pretty much every single week. This I've week gone two. from Taysom Hill being maybe my least favorite player because of all the fantasy damage he does. I think he's my favorite player now. I think he's my favorite player. I love Taysom Hill. That sums you up to a T. He's, yeah. Well, embrace it at this point. I mean, he's so good at what he does and good and good for him. I, I love it. Um, yeah, but you know, there's obviously downside in PPR leagues because he's just not involved. But um, all right. Except today he had four catches. Yeah. Anything else from this game? Like why? Why? Why don't they just use him more? I, th- that's a good question. <sighs> Anything else from this game? Uh, Olave. Yes. Olave. Talk about Olave. He had a touchdown. He had uh, six for forty-six and a touchdown on eight targets. Derek Carr threw. Four. I'm sorry. Two only two hundred eleven yards and thirty four passes. Uh, how are we feeling, Jamie? How are we feeling about Olave? Same that I've felt about him all season. Start him. Top twenty receiver, without a question. Yep. I like that. Olave or Adams, rest of season. Olave. Agreed. Yeah, probably. Next game. Cleveland. Hold on, Kamara only played half the snaps. That doesn't bug you. First bad game since he's come back. I don't care. Okay. Fine. No, I mean, what Seven bugs, snaps inside the 10. What bugs me is that, yeah, forget about inside the 10. We got to start going inside the five here or inside the three even because it's Taysom Hill. He had a carry down to the one and then see you later. Here comes Taysom Hill. That's going to, it's going to happen. It's annoying. But I think that the, the, if there is a concern, it's that he wasn't as involved in the passing game. Like that's the really problem to me. Yeah. Well, four for 44 is pretty good, but, um, not for him. Not for him. Well, he had five targets. Jawan Johnson had five targets. Taysom Hill had five targets. Saints are diversifying. By the way, Michael Thomas, one target, no catches. That stunk. All right, next game, next game. Cleveland with a shutout win over Arizona, uh, 27-0. Heath? Go right back to starting Marquise Brown and Trey McBride with Kyler Murray back next week. I'm believing. I'm believing. Let's talk about the Browns running backs. Jerome Ford. Uh, well, who's your favorite? Brown? Let me just get the, the official stats here because I know Kareem Ford. Hunt had a touchdown. Jerome Ford had 20 carries for 44 yards, but he also had five catches for 33 yards. Kareem Hunt, 14 carries for 38 yards. He averaged 2.7 yards per carry, and he scored a touchdown. They They were playing the Cardinals, right? I, this was yep. a, this was bad, um, but they both ended up with decent fantasy games. Uh, who do you like better going forward? And Pierre Strong had four touches, which was good. I, not starting any of them next week. At Baltimore, going to be tough at Baltimore next week. Uh in a, in a, in a vacuum, it's Ford. He played sixty percent of the snaps against Arizona. He dominated on third and fourth downs. Uh, both he and Hunt each had two of four snaps inside the ten. I think that's going to be how they work moving forward is Ford somewhere between 55 and 67% of the snaps. Kareem gets the rest. Maybe Kareem is the better goal line guy. Amari Cooper. Ford in every instance for me. Amari Cooper must start. As long as Watson's starting. Next week's a little tough, but I think, yeah, he's he's better with, with the better quarterback play. You feel more comfortable with it. Even if you take away the fluky touchdown that he had, he would have had four catches for 128 yards. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, let's go to our next game. Green Bay 20 and the Rams 3. Another good one. Aaron Jones is the only <laughs> must-roster pecker. Bye, oh, believe. Yeah. Bye, bye. Cut, a, cut A.J. Dillon, cut Romeo Dobbs, cut Jordan Love, cut Christian Watson. Yep. I mean, Dillon's still a handcuff, but yeah. Do you stream Luke Musgrave? No. Not against Pittsburgh. Not against Pittsburgh. Fair enough. If there are two quarterbacks where I feel like I don't really know who they're going to throw to more on a given week, the two that come to mind are Stroud and Love. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I never felt, I, I don't feel like he, either of them has fallen in love with a number one target. Uh, although I guess I'd say if, if, if Watson's out, I think Dobbs is, is more interesting in that. It, it's so weird because they kind of came out and said, what was it, two weeks ago or three weeks ago? That they really, because Dobbs was the number one, and they really wanted him to spread the ball around. They they wanted to to spread it around, and they've been doing that, and it's worked terribly. <laughs> they've, they've been awful. <laughs> so maybe maybe they'll go back to letting him throw to who he wants to. Okay, uh, I really don't think we have to talk much more about this guy. Uh, you know what? Going into their bye week, how do you guys feel about Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup? Holds for sure. Braveheart. Hold! Oh, no, I get that, but are they by lows? Yeah, absolutely. Stafford's coming back, right? Presumably. He, I mean, he was presumably, I don't know, how close was he really to playing today? The fact that like he was questionable, I kind of feel like that. I just remember, yes. and I, I, this is not fair because it's not the same guy and it's not the same injury, but I just have flashbacks of those first three weeks after Russell Wilson came back from his sideways finger. And uh, that that was awful. So I'm I'm a little skeptical that they'll just be right back when Stafford's back. Well, we say that we would love to have Cup and Nakua with Stafford. Would we love to have Cup and Nakua with Stafford when they take on Cleveland and then at Baltimore in weeks 13 and 14, and then New Orleans at home in week 16? Maybe that doesn't scare I you. Can't, that I can't. I mean, like, no. These guys move around in the slot so much. Cups in the slot over over half the time at this point. And I just, I, those are tough matchups, but I just don't think I can, if, if they're Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, I, I don't care, right? I can't, I can't like go schedule chasing, I guess at this point. Okay. But I care about it for Stafford because he's going to be under some serious heat. But so, he's been bad a lot this year and those guys were still great. When you say say you can't go schedule chasing, Adam, are you just saying you're viewing both Puka and Cup as if Stafford's there, there must starts? That's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's what I. That's what it was. Right. If Stafford's healthy, then yeah, I think so. Are you? I, if he's if he's actually healthy, yes. If he's playing through an injury, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Minnesota 31, Atlanta 28. We is there anybody in this game we've not talked about? We talked Bijan Robinson. We talked Kyle Pitts. We talked Joshua Dobbs. We've talked Bijan Robinson and that we're frustrated, but I guess put it in context. How do you feel about Bijan rest of season? I, I hopefully the fumble doesn't matter that much, and it just keep being the dumb usage we've seen. I think he's a high end number two running back now. I'm not sure he's top twelve rest of season. Yep. Just don't ask me to name twelve running backs right now, hmm. off the top of my head. I think I could. I'm pretty sure I could. Um, you take H. One of them would not be Alexander Madison, but if Akers has another Achilles injury, then 
Madison's going to be theoretically the main guy for the Vikings rest of season. I'm not taking Alexander Madison over B. John Robinson. I'm no, not. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course not. Yeah. You take A-chain <laughs> well, over him. You, you, you would have won. You take A-chain over him, right? A-chain over Bijan. I think. Uh, hey. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, but I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, sure. If, if you knew he'd be back some point at some point in the next three weeks, including the bye, and oh, in one of the next Bison. two games. If it's not next week, I'm taking Bison. Definitely Joe Mixon now. For sure. Yeah, I think Mixon too. Wow, after the touchdown. How about that? Uh, how about uh, James Conner? No. Conner would be closer than he's been at any point. I would I would put Connor in the same group as HN if if you if you promised me that they were both coming back next week or next game mm-hmm. then yes okay I, I I can't see how those two are in the same group because HN could be like RB one rest of season but James Connor is always like a top six running back when he's no healthy. no I agree I just it's it's weird to say that he's in okay the same group. when he's healthy you know what's nice about deep leagues. Is when you're forced to start Johnny Smith, and you just yep. you have no other options. <laughs> Happened to me. Yeah, you kicked my butt in the podcast league with him. Oh, did I? That's good. Yeah. Oh, oh my did Ken, I? My like Ken, you I don't know. I didn't look my Ken Walker team. I figured I and wasn't doing. No, he so didn't, well. he he doesn't look because anytime I beat him, I always surprise him with it on Sunday night. So I believe him. Yeah, you, you beat me. I just know I had Johnny in that league. Oh, good. Uh, all right, four and five. I think we're getting back into it. Uh, and uh, thankfully, I traded Justin Jefferson. All right, Judd, let's go to Baltimore 37 and Seattle 3. I'll do a real quick one. Believe it or not, the Ravens are the best team in football. Believe it. Nope. I don't believe it. I, I, I've, I've settled on a top three. That's all I've got, top three. I know, I know who the three best teams in football are. I don't. So who, who are they? It's the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Ravens, Chiefs, and Eagles. Yep. Totally agree. I think the Bengals might be there. I, might obviously, be. They, they're, they're playing the right three. now. They're, 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 they're in the next tier. They're not in the top three. They could be in the top three in a couple of weeks. I don't know how you could just dismiss them. I mean, they they went to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game the last oh, two, they're, two years. Oh, they're great. But the other three teams right now are still better. Guess what? Week 11, Bengals at Ravens. Nice. That nice. Was fun. We'll decide it on the field. All right, so uh, what do you got, Heath? Sorry, for for fantasy. Believe it. Well. No idea what you said. No, none of the words that you said actually yeah, sounded like your, words. Your stream dropped. For oh, I thought, I, thought was- I thought you froze, so I was making fun of you for it. But really, I froze. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> We we didn't hear your question. Oh, Heath, what's the believe it or not for this game? <laughs> Is this what it's like when when my stream froze? No, all you just freeze. <laughs> Is this the uh, the Baltimore Seattle game? Yes, it still is. Okay, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be the best Seahawks wide receiver in the second half of the season. Don't believe it. I don't. I don't either. Do you, Heath? I I'm I'm getting closer. It's a big week for Geno coming up in week ten. Yep. If you're gonna trust him in fantasy at all the rest of the season. Washington at home. If he can't have success this week, 
There is no chance for him. In the fourth quarter, JSN had four targets. He caught four of them for 50 yards. Uh, if JSN is the best receiver on the team, that's probably a bad thing for all of the receivers. I So you you... Yeah, I disagree with that. I still think that his overall ceiling as a wide receiver is the best receiver on this team. Is anybody worried about Ken Walker? Yep. Yeah. He's been bad. He didn't even lead the team in snaps. It was Charbonnet. But I think some of that had to do with the fact that they were trailing so badly. Charbonnet played every snap on third and fourth downs, 13 to 13, 57% of the snaps to Walker's 47% of the snaps. And this was the CBS game, and Tom Spencer told us that prior to the show, prior to the game, that they're wanting to get him more involved. Not that it's necessarily meaning that Ken Walker is going to be benched, but they want to have more of a tandem, and we've seen it now two weeks in a row. Again, take the scores for what they were. Competitive game last week, not so much this week. You think you'd rather have Ken Walker or Bijan Robinson? Bijan. Bijan and PPR Walker and none. I'll take Walker. Okay. All right. Uh, Zay Flower. Is anyone considering dropping Zay Flowers? No, but you're not starting him anytime soon. What about Gus Edwards? Run game was good today. He was not needed. Zay Flowers was not. What about Gus Edwards? I mean, how high are you on Gus Edwards? Low end number two. Yep. Touchdown dependent. Touchdown or bust. First time in four games that he wasn't dominating touches for the run game. I mean, Hill had more than twice as many carries as Gus. Mitchell almost had twice as many carries as Gus. If he doesn't score those two touchdowns, you, you kind of got lucky, very lucky with Gus Edwards this Just, week. Justice Hill was all garbage time, mostly garbage time, though. I, I wonder if they make the transition to using Mitchell and Edwards as yeah, a duo instead so. of Hill and Edwards. I hope so. So, yeah, so Gus Edwards had five carries for 52 yards and two touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell had nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. And Justice Hill had 13 carries for 40 yards. And Justice Hill had, like I said, a lot of it at the very end of a 34-point win. All right, uh, on to our next game. Houston 39, Tampa Bay 37. Yeah, we've talked a lot about this game, too. What do you got? You can just drop both the Texans running backs and just not think about either one of them. Nah. It's Pierce. Pierce is the one that I'm hung up on. Yeah, I don't think Pierce I'm Pierce was a little bit of a winner today. Right. Yes. Right. If their offense is going to be this good, you know, it's eventually going to... You might just need a, a running back. Not no. You're starting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many games we need to see it from? This is the worst fantasy backfield. They've had two games over nine PPR points on the season. Both of them are by Pierce. They've scored one touchdown. It's it's uh, it's gross. It's absolutely gross. You know, and so what? CJ Stroud's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Godwin. Do you have at this point? I mean, such a bad game. They score thirty-seven points, and Chris Godwin has what, like, two catches for sixteen yards on six targets. Ugh. <sighs> Do you have but any? This was a rare situation where they're getting rushing touchdowns. That just doesn't happen for them. All right, but still, only six targets. Uh, well, only 30 pass attempts for, for Mayfield. 20% target share. So we, maybe I'm we being too hard on him. Yeah, look, no, it hasn't been that good of a season for Chris Godwin. Let's, let's, let's throw that out there, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic 
but I think you just treat him more as a number three receiver. But they get a very favorable matchup next week against the Titans. And then two weeks after that, they're at Indy, and then Carolina, and then at Atlanta. Let's go to New England and Washington. Uh, New England, what the hell was the score of this game? Because I have 20 to 17 commanders. Okay, I had New England 20 and Washington 17. Washington had the ball for 37 minutes and 10 seconds. Remember, I talked about that with the Patriots, how bad they've been in time of possession four or five straight games now. Uh, Heath, what's our fantasy, believe it or not? Sam Howell is the top 12 quarterback rest of the season. I'm there. Uh, sure, he's quick. in the, the blob of borderline starters. Right. Six of eight games now with at least 21 fantasy points. Playing on a team that whose defense stinks. He didn't have 21 today, did he? Or did he? Yeah. He had 22. Um, did he? 325, one and one and 27 yards rushing. I'm just looking at Adam's notes. It said 19.7. So now I've got to go. Maybe it was I've got him at 19.7 on my screen as well. 13 plus four. We had some fumbles. Yeah, you're right. My bad. I thought I saw 22. I was going to lose a lot of confidence in myself if I had gotten that wrong because I already got the score of the game wrong. Well, you might have seen, like, you, you probably saw David League where you get a bonuses for 300 yards. He may have gotten Could be that. something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So that was part good. of the time of possession was a big run by Ramondre too. Don't don't forget that. Yes, Ramondre. Nice game. Brian Robinson with a nice game. They both uh, scored touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson had nine carries for eighty-seven yards and touchdown. He also had four catches for forty-two yards. So he's been a frustrating player. What's the difference between Rashad White and Ramondre Stevenson? I just, but while while you guys were doing the show, that was one of the things I did on CBS Sports HQ. Like you're you're getting rewarded now for Stevenson and White, the last month basically with what they've done in the passing game. You know, so Stevenson had the one hiccup. I think it was last week. Um, White for three straight games has you know started to look like that guy again, and that's what we need. And for for Stevenson, it was the first game without Bourne, first you know game without Devontae Parker. So they're missing options in the passing game. They're playing the Colts. I know the Colts' run defense looked better today. I don't care. It was the Panthers. Stevenson should have a huge game in Germany next week. The answer to the question, Adam, nothing. It's different between them, yeah. Um, the, the Colts, yeah, the Colts, if they're still without their leading tackler. I didn't desire Franklin, I think, was the leading tackler in the NFL. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, it was a know. big loss. That could be uh, very favorable for Mondre. All right, speaking of the Colts, they beat the Panthers 27-13. to 13. Rough day for Bryce Young. Uh, and not a good day for... This is exactly what we were fearing for Gardner Minshew. 26 pass attempts uh, and a bad game. But uh, Heath, what do we got here? The Adam Thielen wide receiver one run is over. Don't no, believe don't believe it. Adam wants to believe it. No, I don't, actually. I mean, 26 pass attempts, but I'm starting to feel like maybe some of the receivers who have struggled. Nah, no, no, it's not, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. Uh, it, Bears Bryce Young was awful. Better. He was awful. Terrible. Yeah, horrible. Awful. Was he better than C.J. Stroud today? He <laughs> <laughs> was not. I mean, C.J. Stroud can play like Bryce Young maybe for two games and still win Rookie of the Year. All uh, right, so oh, that's over, isn't it? What did yes. you What Not did you cold. make? <laughs> as long as he stays healthy, it's a wrap. What did you make of the uh, Jonathan Taylor Zach Moss splits? Because Taylor with twenty three touches, Moss with seven. 
He put Moss in a box. Taylor had 75% of the snaps. Taylor dominated on third and fourth downs, 11 of 13 snaps. Taylor took every snap inside the 10. Taylor had a good stat line. I mean, not great rushing efficiency, but at least the numbers were good for fantasy. And he's... Uh, you remember when Vince Young won the dunk contest? Who, what? When Vince Young won the dunk, Vince uh, Carter won Vince the dunk Young contest. Young. <laughs> I didn't remember. I remember that. when Vince Carter won the Rose Bowl. <laughs> when Vince Carter won the dunk contest, it's over for Zach Moss. <laughs> it's over for Zach Moss. But we did think that a couple weeks ago, or at least I did. And, he scored a uh, touchdown Moss last week. Back from the he got 18 carries, and it was it was lucky that he fell in the end. This has been a pretty bad rookie class, I think. By the what? Way. <laughs> pretty disappointing so far. Are you crazy? What are you talking about? The first, I'm, I guess I'm just looking at the first round picks, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're missing out on Puka Nakua and Tank Dell. That's true. Yeah, I am. I'm looking at the first round. It hasn't been that good. Addison's had a good season. Zay Flowers has been okay. Right, he's been okay. I mean, I don't. Anthony think, Richardson was great before he got yeah, hurt. But Devon he's not Achan's playing. Been awesome. He's not playing. Bryce Young has been horrible. Sam Laporta's awesome. Dalton Kincaid started. I to just become looking awesome. at the first round picks, like I said. Look at what Jameer Gibbs has done the last couple of weeks. Look at what Jameer Gibbs has done most of the season. Okay, I have a team. I've told you about this team a few times. I, I did a complete reboot with a dynasty roster, 10-team league. I am starting predominantly all rookies, and I'm going to be 6-3. and three. Okay. I, also, oh, I should have no looked way. at other rounds. That's amazing. I should have looked at other rounds. I apologize. Let's go to our next uh, our next game here. And Philadelphia. What do you think the tight end class has been so far? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia 28 Dallas. Wait, was that still the Colts game, by the way? Yes, sure. If you uh you talked about Josh Downs getting hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mentioned it. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh Philadelphia and Dallas, 28-23. Um I got one for you. Believe it or not, Dak Prescott got some must-start quarterback rest of the way. Mm, sorry, I think. Oh, wait, did I do that one? Oh, I didn't do that one. No, okay, yeah, we did, we did CJ Stroud versus Dak Prescott. Right, that's a yeah, tough one. I take Dak. I take Dak. I would take Dak as well. And I take Stroud. You take Dak or Stroud? Essentially, I probably go Stroud. But yeah, I think he is a. Uh, I think he's like he's definitely ahead of Sam Hell, and we just said Sam Hell was top twelve. Here, here's the problem for Dak. If you look at the Cowboys, they have had a weird season. They've had so many blowouts, either on on one side of the coin or the other. Well, they won't have one next week. Their the next Giants. two games are the Giants and the Panthers. <laughs> Right, and then the commanders. So I actually think I see some some traps there for Dak Prescott because this was a perfect game for him. I, I mean, the Eagles I think are at this point a good matchup for quarterbacks, and you can't run on yeah. them. Maybe, yeah. So maybe I have to reconsider. Like I, I I believe in Dak. I just I always worry about the game scripts with him. This was like the second game with more than no third game with more than thirty four pass attempts. Fourth game with more than thirty one pass attempts. So he's usually thirty one or below. Um, but one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it happened today because uh, Ferguson had a big game. The previous two games, both big games for Dak, uh, that was his highest. His, both of those were his two highest wide receiver target percentages. So he, he was throwing more to mostly Lamb, which was a good thing. But I do think this is interesting, you know, just this angle here. That they're not that they are going to start blowing out teams. Probably, Giants and Panthers at least have favor, uh, you know, favorable. I wouldn't say no, but unfavorable game scripts for Dak. But what was there was one blowout where he played well. Was it? I'm looking up. 
The Jets game, 23.6 points against the Jets. Yeah, yeah, like I could see that. You know, it's just a matter of like, does the defense turn over the, the opponent so much that he's not having to do very much? Because they can't run the ball to the same level. They're just not that, having that type of success. Yes, yeah. that's the whole thing for me. That's why I'm excited about Dak. And it and it's he. You got the two targets. the the two The two top targets have been established. It's it's Lamb and Ferguson, and they're so locked in right now. Yeah, seems that way. Jalen Hurts only threw twenty three passes. Only three of them went to Devontae Smith. Uh, how many Brown had nine? So, <laughs> oh, but now you got the setup you love for Devontae Smith, right? Yeah, Goddard's out. It, yeah. Well, it depends on how bad the injury is for Goddard. Yeah, uh, Las Vegas 30 and the Giants six, our last game. And <laughs> he saved the best for last, huh? Oh, I forgot we even had this one left. Um, <laughs> believe well, it or not, Josh Jacobs is uh, let's look at that lower third. Look at that lower third. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders Pierce, Pierce Giants. the Giants. Very 30. good, very good, Schaefer. Bravo. My gambling advice of wrong team favorite wasn't uh, wasn't very good. Um, no, Josh Jacobs was fixed by the coaching change and no, quarterback change. No, and the Giants. He looked great last week. That was the best he'd looked last week against the Lions. And uh, look, they won 30 to 6 ago with 20 carries. 26 carries, 26. 98 yards, <laughs> two tutties, no targets. Lost the had had the 100 yard bonus and lost it with like a minute 13 left in a 30 to 6 game. Lost three yards and lost the 100 yard bonus. That's funny. Bijan or Jacobs? Jacobs. Jacobs. Saquon or Jacobs? Jacobs. Also Saquon. Wait, Saquon or Jacobs? Yes. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Bichon. I think I'll take Jacobs. Poor Saquon. Who's worried about Saquon? You got to be. I'd still take him over Bichon and Pollard. Yeah. we know? I I think I would too. Do we know what they're going to do? Is it going to be DeVito? I don't know. It's either going to be him or Matt Barkley, I think. DeVito. Carson Wentz is still out there. Played okay. You know, I think they're going to just. I Joe think, Flacco? I don't think they want to win another game at this point. They shouldn't want and, to and win another game. You've got game. a running back playing with a high ankle sprain. It's it's conceivable that they shut him down at some point. I think. But why would they shut him down? For his right. benefit. He's a free agent after this year. Oh, they might want to keep him. They could franchise tag him again. For his benefit, I think. They, they because they've been so great at managing their salary can, cap. Can they use that in contract negotiations? We'll give you this amount for next year, and you don't have to play again the rest of the year. You can go home right now. You don't have to play the next six weeks. I'm not having and a Barkley conversation. You agree to $12 million next I'm year. I'm having a I fantasy conversation. I think if you're looking at a player who is playing through a high ankle sprain and his team is, is sinking, I think as a Barkley manager, you have to at least consider the possibility that he gets shut down. Over, under one and a half games for Darren Waller rest of the season. Over. He's not coming back. He's coming yeah, back. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any chance he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll take it like, over. Try to remember this bet. Like like you Vince Vaughn against USC. Yeah. It's over. Why would he come back to play? He's already gonna miss <laughs> the next three games after this. <laughs> Terrific joke. I heard it, Heath. Good job. Thank you. Um why would he come back to play? Because because players play. That's true. Players play. I get that. We do this every year. They they come. He's going to miss three games. He's got a, he's got a nerve 13. issue in his hamstring, and he's dealing with a hamstring injury right now. Like, what? If he wants right. to play next year, why would he play this year? He might have, to have surgery on his hamstring. 
He he would come back week fourteen against Green Bay. That's the next time. Good. That's the Winnable. earliest we can see Darren Waller. Let's go. Let's win that game. I'm circling <laughs> that one. I want a dub. All right, we'll Matt talk Barthes to you'll need him by then <laughs> if he's even the quarterback. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks for watching is, and listening, is, everybody. Tyrod the starter then? Oh, probably. Yeah, at that point, Tyrod probably. Yeah. We might come back for that. All right, I want that dub. You look out, Green Bay. <laughs> We're coming for you. See you later.